Indeed, there are more questions than answers. Like, why is the sky the limit when there's footprints on the moon? Hi, America. Hello, world. My name is Adrian Lee, and I am your host. America, a country where people believe the moon landings were fake, but wrestling is real. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Welcome to the show, more questions than answers. The only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers websites and tv shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment we will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious strange supernatural unusual bizarre and just plain weird if you've just tuned in especially to hear the show then i admire your taste if you've just tuned in by accident then i admire your luck I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea, with tonight's guests somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains, with the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. Each week we press our ear against the bedroom wall, whatever my mother listens to before she goes to bed picks and pulls on her unconscious mind, what was she listening to tonight? Giant steps are what you take Walking on the, the moon. moon A little bit of the police It was Jingle Bells <laughs> I'm going to do Jingle Bells one week Slow Jingle Bells Maybe for our Christmas special Slow down Jingle Bells That's what it sounded like, sorry There you go mm. Can't wait for Christmas You're wishing your life away you yeah. So snuggle under your covers Turn out your lights and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and or value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show, so let me introduce my guests... Firstly, the mysterious and evanescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years with her own team called Hellhound Investigations and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. She's also a producer and sound engineer. Heather joined an escapology class last month and has spent the last few weeks trying to get out of it. Welcome to the show, Heather. Hello, I'm out. You're out now. Yeah. I'm pleased to hear that. What about the straight jacket? What about it? Still working on that. It's in my closet. Out of the room now. 
Wow. <laughs> I'm sure Escapology struggled to make a living. Oh, God. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. I also wish to introduce... No! Ooh! I'm crazy! <laughs> Michelle Corey. You were a little early on that yeah. one. I ran away from the mic too soon. <laughs> I got confused, man. I didn't really know what was oh, going on. Wow, she was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle was raised as an only child, which really annoyed her brother. <laughs> hey, Mike. Love you. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. Sometimes I feel I'm ugly. Then I look at my sister and I'm okay. <laughs> God. I love this show. I also wish to introduce our resident psychologist, Chad Peters. Chad doesn't like the idea of bacteria in his yogurt, so he mixes it with hand sanitizer. It cuts down on the taste, but he sleeps better at night. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Chad. Right. Wow. I had plain yoghurt today, uh, this morning actually, for my breakfast. Yeah. Then a salad for my lunch. And then I came home and ate the entire kitchen. <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. mad. They're bad. And they are paranormal. This is season three, episode 73. Edging ever closer to our all-time 250th episode, which what? will happen... In about four episodes. Time. Is it really? Yeah, in about four <gasps> episodes, bore. we're doing 250 episodes. I can't believe it. Over six years. Wow. It's remarkable. We need a cake. We need to celebrate. If anyone has any ideas, if any of our listeners have an idea how we can celebrate our 250th episode, you're more than welcome to write to us. You can write to us at any time, actually, on our Facebook site. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee. Now would be a good time to interject that we have a listening party. Many, many of our fans listen to the show, yeah. and they like to play along. We're about to enter the round, which is called a lack of general knowledge. People like to play along. <gasps> Last yeah. week, we had over 500 comments on our show with people playing along. So if you wish to play along, if you wish to share the jokes, share the banter, share the gifts, you're more than welcome <laughs> to do so. If you go to Facebook right now as you're mm -hmm. listening to the show, more questions than answers with Adrian. Here's what you need to listen for. Let's have her take her first swig at the night. I thought we banned ice from this studio. We Obviously did. not. Okay. <laughs> breaking the law. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. So you're welcome to play along. As we enter the first round, we usher in the first round, a lack of general knowledge, with the chain and padlock of the Martin-sponsored gong of infinite knowledge, the straitjacket of statistics, and the tank full of water. Facts. Oh, that was a nice one. Thank you, Martin. Yeah. Thanks, Martin. That removed a few bits and pieces that were stuck in my ear. Good. There we go. I'm On hearing this... a Houdini theme. A Houdini theme, yes. Yeah. Uh, it's not going to be any of the questions, I might oh. add. Oh. <laughs> On this day, famous paranormal investigator Ed Warren died in 2006. Oh. Of course, uh, Elizabeth... Lorraine Warren. Lorraine. Elizabeth yeah. <laughs> Warren. You're so, so much, close. So much, so much politics currently yes. going on in the world that my brains can't cope. Right. But it would be a good time to contact him, wouldn't it, today? Do you not think? On his birthday, the paranormal investigator, if you're ever going to have someone come through, if you're listening out there, Ed Warren, could you bang the desk? Could you make a noise? Could you make us aware that you're out there? Nothing. It was the train. Was there train. is a train going past, which is about three <laughs> miles away. That's yeah. very true. He's now the train driver. I understand they've got a skeleton crew. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Great. 
On this day in 1933, the first ever televised boxing match took place in London between Archie Sexton and Laurie Rattieri. Are we thinking we're going to get a lot of questions on boxing, right? How are you feeling about boxing? Do you like boxing? I like heavyweight boxing. Any thoughts on boxing? Ever tried boxing? Ever want to do boxing? Heather's a big fan of uh, Laurie Rattieri, I think. Mm. Laurie Rattieri from the 1930s. Mm-hmm. Big That's... fan of his. Uh, I'm feeling a bit punchy right now. <laughs> oh. yeah, so I don't think you'd do very well. Right. Yeah. I, I wasn't very good at boxing. I often got licked in the ring, so that wasn't so good news. Great. So for the very first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that strange, bizarre and fascinating fact about boxing. Feeling confident? My granddad was a boxer, so I'd share that with you. Never lost a fight during the Second World War. There we go. Didn't your great-granddad, wasn't he a boxer as well? My whole family from East London were boxers. They were very short and they looked like Mike Tyson. Obviously not black, but uh, they looked like, you know, with the bull neck and, you know, right. very stocky and short. Right. The facial tattoos. That's the sort of thing. Yeah, my, my granddad did have tribal tattoos all over his face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, six foot two and I weigh about 260 pounds. I'd have been in a heavyweight division. I'd have got my ass kicked badly. Probably. So I'm not quite sure what happened there, but I have mm. not, I've not taken up boxing. Archie Moore holds the record for the most knockouts during a career. To win your first points of the evening and someone will win them. How many of his opponents hit the canvas and then couldn't recognize their own wife? 73. You are suggesting that he knocked out in his entire career, and he holds the world record, 73 opponents. Yeah. That's a lot of people on the floor. Michelle, how many people were knocked out by Archie Moore in his entire career? 91. You're going to go with 91. Chad, what are your thoughts? I'm going to go 60. Michelle wins her first points of the evening. Seconds out, round two. You're going to win two points. He knocked out 141 people in his entire career. I'm sure that was a time when you were doing a couple of fights a week, and it's uh, regulated now, of course, but it Mm. was 141, and he holds the world record, and I suspect that will never be beaten. What has four legs and no ears? Any thoughts? Mike Tyson's a dog. Table. Oh, I was oh. going to go with my chair, yeah. Yeah, it's Mike Tyson's <laughs> dog. Oh, I just no. thought I'd share that. He calls, he calls for the dog. Uh. It doesn't come. His dog just doesn't come. <laughs> That's where we are. Why were boxing gloves invented and used over bare-knuckle boxing? Why do you think boxing gloves were introduced and were preferred over bare-knuckles back in the day? Miss Morris. Because mm, they couldn't prevent the boxers from having brass knuckles. <gasps> having oh. brass knuckles. So cheating. Yeah. So the boxing glove would prevent shenanigans from taking place. Yeah, like if they held something in their fist. Like a horseshoe. Yeah. Well, not a horseshoe. But Surely yeah. you could hide something inside the gloves at the end of the yeah. day. Yeah, but they're still padding around it. Oh, I see what you've done there. So it was to stop a little bit of cheating taking place, right. perhaps. Right. That's a fabulous answer. No cheating. Have That's you ever seen a for. boxing match? Yeah, they suck. Go on. I mean, actually, in the flesh, no. sat there. Yeah, I've I've been. Uh, yeah, they're brutal. Absolutely brutal. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's uh, an interesting thing. You should go and have a look at some point if you get the opportunity. Right. A couple of the people I work with do MMA. Right. And that's fun to watch, but sure. it's brutal. It is brutal. You're absolutely correct when you're there seeing all the blood flying around and all the snot and everything else. Great, Michelle. Why do you think boxing gloves were introduced over bare-knuckle fighting? To protect the boxers' hands. Cause to protect their hands. breaking 
Knuckles. Fingers. Knuckles. Bones, yeah. Okay, that's a great answer. Chad, what are you thinking here? <laughs> I'll, I'll go with the obvious one. Uh, too many people were getting knocked out. Too much damage. But you are the complete opposite of that. They introduced boxing gloves so more people would be knocked out. It's not for safety reasons. It was to increase hits to the to head cause more damage. and have more dramatic knockouts, would you oh, believe? No. I would have thought initially you'd have gone with health and safety, but it's actually to a certain degree the opposite of that. So I cannot give my points away. We're still in the ring, hitting one another on the ropes as we speak. So how does a boxing glove make you more likely to get knocked out? I think with knuckles, you're just getting small areas of contact. I think with a big oh. glove, you're, you're bouncing more around in your head and brains, I suspect. Mm-hmm. UFC women's bantamweight champion Ronda Rousey had what pre-fight routine, Miss Morris? Spam sandwich. She started <laughs> her pre-fight routine involved a spam sandwich. Oh no, spam I cut o- myself on the tin. <laughs> Fight over. You're thinking she got some spam inside her and then nothing was going to stop her. Yeah, that's right. Her pre-fight routine involved spam sandwiches. Or a Whitney Houston song. Like, I want to dance with somebody. (laughs) And I will always glove you. (laughs) Great. See what I did there? Good times. You're welcome. So, in the rare occurrence, Michelle, (laughs) that Ronda Rousey's pre-fight routine did not involve Whitney Houston or spam sandwiches, what does that leave you? What could you possibly come up with now? I think she cornrows her hair. Yeah. And polishes her boots. Polishes her boots. You're in the army now. Chad, what was her pre-fight routine? Obviously, it's watches the Lion King. She had lots of sex. She <gasps> claimed it boosted her testosterone Mom. levels. So while you're listening to Whitney Houston and eating your spam sandwiches, she's practicing the physical arts. Fine. With Lion herself or no, it's gonna. She's creating her own <laughs> testosterone, is she? I think the testosterone's kind of passed on to a certain degree, but I'm no expert in this Great. field. But that's what she did, and again, the points go begging. Former boxing champion George Foreman has challenged former action star Steven Seagal to a fight in the ring, and apparently, the winner will be the next president. Oh, I think that's a good way of choosing a president. It's got to be better, isn't it? I would suggest than the than the routines and the, than the voting we've had than in the, the past. structure yeah. you have at the moment this is the only country i've lived in in the entire world where any person gets more votes than the next person but doesn't come in first is a remarkable people have tried to explain it to me and i still don't understand that doesn't make any sense to me boxer john heenan got his ass handed to him so badly in an 1860 bare knuckle fight that the authorities did what with him afterwards there you go poor john heenan got such a battering in the boxing ring in a bare knuckle fight in 1860 just imagine that the civil war hadn't even started at that point right so so what did the authorities do with him after the fight what do you think they allowed him to go in the victory parade they allowed him to celebrate yes they felt so bad for him come on have a trophy drinks free drinks Free eats. Here's a straw to drink it through. Here's a spam sandwich. <laughs> Lovely. Here's a bit of Whitney Houston, that famous Victorian stand-up musical act of the uh, 1860s. Gave him a noogie. Nice. Love you, bud. Yeah. Good job. Perfect. As he was picking the bits of his teeth off the canvas. Yeah. Michelle, what did they do with John Heenan after the fight as he was battered so badly? 
What do you think? What philanthropic thing could they have done for him? They took up a collection for his medical bills. There you go. Pass around the hat. He needs some dental work. There, he needs to be able to breathe again through his nose. Chad, what do you think they did with him? They sent him out in a coffin. They sent him out in a coffin. They actually hired. He looked so bad. They hired an artist to capture his rearranged face in oil paint. They painted him. (laughs) So he was so badly battered. They sat him down, found an artist, and they painted him. Guess what I did? I went and had a look to see what the painting looked like. Right, right. You got to. It's not a professional painting. I mean, it wasn't like a Rembrandt or anything or a Gainsborough. But he's got an eye kind of coming down and another bit. Did it look like Monkey Jesus? Monkey Jesus. Monkey Jesus. No, it looked more like the elephant man. I want my money. <laughs> you get paid in peanuts, sweetheart. <laughs> Monkey Jesus. Now, oddly enough, John Heenan, bare knuckle fighter from the Victorian period, did not look like Monkey Jesus. Oh. <laughs> he looked like the elephant man. Oh. So it wasn't philanthropic at all. Wow, your face looks incredible. Look, you can see backwards and forwards and you're drinking through a straw. Let's paint that. Let's get that painted up. Before Uh, photography was probably around in East London at that time, of course. Yikes. Wow. A computer once beat me at chess, but it was no match for my kickboxing. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) On this day in 1924, Mars was the closest it's ever been to Earth since the 10th century. Can you believe that? I'm guessing we're going to have to wait another thousand years before it rolls around that close again i suspect so for the first time in the history of mq ta radio i cannot believe that bizarre strange and fascinating facts about mars feeling more confident about mars over boxing yeah no how are you with your planets and the solar systems yeah doing okay we're confident well points will be one what color are the sunsets on mars miss purple you're going with purple yep and you're going to stick with that yep michelle what color are the sunsets on Mars. Yellow. You're going to go with yellow. Chad, you have a myriad of colours, a cornucopia of tones left to your disposal. Which are you now going to pick? Yeah, I'm going to go with like yellowish white, like very, very bright. The sunsets on Mars are in fact blue. And it's to do with the way the dust sits in the air and the fragmentation. I meant indigo. Of I meant light. Blue. Well, it's still not blue, is it, at the end of the day? Indigo blue. You can't compound two <laughs> colors together and make a new set of colors i can do whatever i want you can but it's not going to get you the points <laughs> there are nice blue sunsets in uh, mars of course nasa has recently confirmed that mars has more water than california 100 true as we live and breathe i cannot believe we've gone through all these questions and no one scored points except michelle so far two you've got no one else has chipped in even when i thought it was impossible that you couldn't not win the points. Who cares? Who cares indeed when you get your $10,000 IR camera at the end of the... <laughs> it's always broken. Yeah. It is always broken. <laughs> I got enough of them Someone already. is going to win the points. There's no way about this. You're going to get it. What is the success percentage of missions that have been launched to Mars? All I need to know is the percentage Three. of the ones that were successful. Because many have been unsuccessful. The, ro- the Mar- Mars rover kind of bounced a few times didn't it i believe and did between quite... three and five percent so you're thinking the successful missions to mars are between three and five percent 
That's low odds for a very expensive multi-billion dollar project, isn't it? I would 100%. Suggest. I've just told you some have been unsuccessful. <laughs> I mean, there is middle ground between three and a hundred. I'm just saying... You don't have to be at the extreme. Your bipolar nature is putting you in two extremes there, isn't it? It's taking you from the bottom to the top and back again. Are you going to stick with 3 to 5%? Yeah, why not? Michelle, what percentage of Mars missions have been successful? 75. 75. Chad, would you like to go higher or lower than 75? I'm going to go a little higher. You are going to pick... 80. 80. Michelle, again has won herself some points. Boxing and Mars seems to be the way to go for you, Michelle. Yes. The number's 60%. Thank you. Only 60% of missions to Mars. I say only. I mean, it's better than 50%, isn't it, obviously? But 60% of missions to Mars are successful. So 40% disintegrate, don't make it, fall short, break up on impact, or various other things. Or get fiddled with with Martians. Yes. Cutting wires and ruining things. Like monkeys at a safari park climbing all over your car. I think if you had considered that some of them do way better than expected and gave those like 150% on average. Some are still going, aren't they? There's some still roaming around up there. Yeah, curiosity and opportunity, right? There you go. That works. Chuck Norris went to Mars once. That's why there's no life of Mars. (laughs) (laughs) Great. On this very day, in 19... 94, the late and great Jeff Buckley released his album Grace, which obviously appears in a lot of 100 best albums of all time, right? And it features the cover of Leonard Cohen's Alleluia. I just thought I'd mention, while this happens to be a day that Jeff Buckley released his only album before he sadly died, I met him once. Really? I had a conversation with him, yeah. What? I was travelling on the London Underground, on the Tube, And there's a local evening paper in London called the Evening Standard and people buy it and they just leave it on the tube for the next person to read. So I was reading the Evening Standard and it did a review of his album and I'd never heard of him, didn't know who he was. They gave it five out of five stars. They said it was the best album they'd heard in probably 20 years and they used one specific phrase that wanted me to then go and see him in concert. He said he had the voice of an angel sang from the rafters of a whorehouse. And I thought, I need to hear that guy sing. Cool. So I went to get tickets to see Jeff Buckley. He was appearing at the Shepherd's Bush Empire in 1995 on his Mystery White Boy tour. I went on the bus. So there's a big red London double-decker bus. In front of the Shepherd's Bush Empire, there's a big square of green, like there is in lots of places around London, like Barclay Square, for example, or St. George's Square. I don't know if you're aware of this. There's lots of little green squares all around London because they're plague pits. People buried plague victims there and then they can't build over them, right? That's why there's little squares of green everywhere. So I got off the bus. I'm walking through the park on the way to the venue and Jeff Buckley got off the bus with me. (gasps) He'd gone to the venue on the bus. Awesome. So we're walking stride for stride together along the path, and I just thought I'd start a conversation. So I asked him about the weather. I wasn't sycophantic. I never asked him for his autograph. Just two guys chatting together in the park for two minutes about nothing and everything. And as we got closer and closer to the venue, the crowd started to get larger and larger. And then a scalper, a ticket tout, came up to us and said, do you want tickets to see Jeff Buckley? And he said, I am Jeff Buckley. <laughs> I just thought that was genius. Makes me very happy. But I shared two minutes of my life with Jeff Buckley. Also, on this very day in 1904, the automobile tyre chain 
was patented. And I just thought I'd give a shout out to that because we're in Minnesota mm. and the tire chain obviously is a very useful piece of kit for six months of the year. But there are chances to win your last points of the evening in the round that is general ignorance. On this day in 1960, the world's largest frog was found in Equatorial Guinea. So to win your points, we've gone from boxing all the way through to Mars and now we're on frogs. I just need you to tell me how large in pounds, how much did the largest frog ever found? 23. Weigh in 19... 23 pounds? It's like a turkey. Or 17. God, we didn't get an onion and stuff it. You have a frog for Christmas di- Thanksgiving frog. There you go. There, can you give me a leg? I, want well, I can't legs. give you a wing. <laughs> How do you stuff a frog? Uh, ask Miss Piggy. <laughs> I love this show. So, Miss Morris, how large is your frog? 23. 23 pounds of frog. Yeah. That's a lot of frog. Yeah. <laughs> Michelle, how big was the biggest frog ever found on this day in 1960? You're 31 going... pounds. 31 pounds. <laughs> Would you have a saddle on it? Well, you're riding it around. Yeah. Do you have a switchblade and tattoos? Put the money in the bag. <laughs> oh, no, it's one of those hoodlum frogs you read so much about. <laughs> That's shocking. What, are you, what sensible answer are you going to give me for the largest frog ever found on this day? Chad. How about 14? You are winning yourself some points. You're still a long way away from that. But the largest frog ever found on this day was 7.3 pounds, which is 3.3 <laughs> kilos, if anyone's interested but everyone you know was uh, happy with that they barbecued that and uh, <laughs> pulled frog there's another joke about miss piggy in there somewhere <laughs> how can you tell how old a frog is there uh, miss morris how can you tell how old a frog is by its warts well that would be a toad at that point wouldn't it Oh. But I'm sure toads and frogs can by be... By its tail, Link. By its tail. <laughs> there you go. Nailed it. Look, it's <laughs> nailed it. Look at it. It's no years old. <laughs> wow. Oh, this one's no years old, too. Yeah, that must be its twin. <laughs> this one's no years old as well. Surely a frog it's with a tail nailed. is a new at that point, isn't you it? You better call the DNR. <laughs> <laughs> so you can tell the age of a frog by its tail, and that's perfectly reasonable in your... And you wonder why you're on no points. <laughs> it's tail. <laughs> Having said that, tad- tadpoles do have tails. But then I would suggest a tadpole's not very old, is it? No. Then it turns into a froglet. <laughs> Froglet. Froglet's a great word, isn't it? Froglet. It's a joy. Froglet. Are you going to go with that, Miss Morris? Or are you going to offer something else? Nope. That's your answer. Mm-hmm. How old can you tell a frog is? There is a very sensible answer out there. You ask it. How old are you? By its color. By its colorings. That's another sensible answer. Chad, how old? How can you tell how old a frog is? The length of its tongue. The length of its... Good luck finding that out. Wow. Look, this one's 12 years old. Would you believe... And it's bad news for the frog, I'm afraid, but it's like a tree. You count the rings. So every time the frog hibernates, a new layer of bone growth appears on its bones. And on the back of that, you can tell how old it is. You can count the rings of its bones in the same way you can count the rings on a tree. And that is how... I mean, as I said, you only get one go at that. Maybe, unless you kept the frog alive. 
There's a frog over there with one leg missing. Yes, it's four years old. Yeah, Colin the frog <laughs> anesthetist. They are. Perfect. Everybody's happy. I don't seem to be doing very well today on our quiz questions. I just thought I'd share that with you. No. Mars, boxing and frogs apparently isn't the way to go with the MQTA team. So we've got one more question to win your points. How do you tell the difference between a male and a female frog? How do you sex a frog? Miss Morris, and it's not the length of its tail. It's not? <laughs> no. The There's color of its stomach. The color of its belly. You yeah. rub its belly, it smiles. Yeah. You're going to rub its belly. Surely a male frog would go rub it, rub it. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I'm on fire. I'm, I love yeah. this show. It makes me very happy. There we go. You're going to go with the color of its guts. Yeah. Yeah, its bloat. Yeah. Nice. Michelle, how do you sex a frog? How do you tell the difference between a girl and a boy frog? Size of its hands. The size of its hands. Its little webbed, sticky fingers. Chad. Male frogs make noise. They have mating calls. Yes, you tread on them and see what kind of yep. see what kind of noise <laughs> they make. It's their ears, would you believe? A frog's ears no. tell the no, difference. Its ears are located behind the eye, and the male frog has bigger ears behind its eye than the female. Frog. So oh, we need no to do some research on boxing oh, frogs. Who would have thought that boxing frogs and Mars would all appear in the same show? That was then, but this is now as we move to our favourite part of the show. It's the mailbag! We love the mailbag. As I mentioned before, you can write to us anytime you wish. I love reading out your comments, your thoughts. You can do that on Facebook. So if you go to more questions than answers with Adrian Lee, you can do that right now and you can post your comments and of course just to remind you once again there's a listening party taking place on there right now commenting on how badly the team has been doing on the theme of frogs mars i've been doing wonderful creative answers do you know what score you've got right now who cares it's like a little zero to me pretty sure there's a theory we're all stone going on there Especially is. after been, you turned away from the microphone. We've been licking frogs, that's the problem. <laughs> we've been frog licking all afternoon. So we love receiving your comments. I'm going to start with Victor. Vic, Victor posted the following. He has written, I was listening to this show this morning on TuneIn Radio. Nice. We're available on TuneIn Radio on many other platforms. I'll read out very shortly. When Adrian asked how many people thought they had ESP, at that very moment, an image of Corn on the Cob came into my mind, which is a very odd thing to be thinking of when you're sat having your breakfast. An image of Corn on the Cob came to my mind. After that, Adrian asked people to name a vegetable. I guess I knew he was going to ask that before he did. Although technically, after he did, since I was listening to a delayed show. <laughs> <laughs> it's but, one of those weird superpowers. Yeah, have. I mean, but at the end of the day, if it's already been aired, then if there's a collective consciousness, the idea yeah. that I was going to ask what kind of vegetable are people thinking of has already been put into a collective consciousness. So even though he never listens to the show until afterwards, and he's only just catching it fresh, he knows what I'm going to say yes. due to accessing collective consciousness on this occasion. It was corn on the cob. This is remarkable times, is it not? I know, you're astounded, aren't you? Speechless. Yeah. Congratulations. Yes, well done, Victor, would be my response to that. (laughs) Thank you, Victor. We are on many, many platforms. He was listening on iTunes, but we're on SoundCloud. If you go to soundcloud.com, search for MQTA Radio. And if you're listening now on SoundCloud, why not 
press the little orange love heart and show us how much you appreciate the show. But we're on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, Buzzspot. Player I'm, FM. It's taken me three years, but I can remember them all now. And we're read them on out. everything. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, if, if you, you can't find down. us, get a hold of us. What's yep. your incentive, I hear you cry, to find you in your archives and all of those platforms? And Miss Morris is about to tell you, because we stay in the studio at the top of the hour. We do. And we do an extra 20 to 25 minutes 25. of the show. 25 minutes. 25. We're <laughs> here for about another 20 minutes. And we're causing some sort of havoc with the tornadoes and reading out some stories that are a bit naughty. Y'all, with your trick-or-treating, y'all, and your mountain dew. If you're sensitive, don't listen. What Miss Morris is trying to tell you is that we do a round call, not for your mother. I think she's having a stroke. I don't know what the signs are for that, but we'll keep an eye on it for you. I got a sign. (laughs) I can see what's happening there. We're also filming this, I might add. Let's all wave to the camera. Hola. I'm going to talk about us and how you can access us in the studio. Why you would want to see us arsing around is anyone's guess, but it is possible. You can see us in glorious Technicolor. That is possible. But we do a round called Not For Your Mother. We find stories from around the world as we're searching for our paranormal stories that we yeah. cannot read out on air on Dark Matter Digital Network because they're rude. Yes. And they're full of Naughty. innuendo, adult themes, sexual nature. But your incentive <laughs> to go and find us in the archives is you get an extra 25 minutes of filth. And some people say it's their favorite part of the show. Yeah. It in is. fact, most people say it's their yeah. favorite part yeah. of the show. It says everything you need to know. About our Quinians, our listeners, our MQTs. I hate that word. Quinians. I like MQTs. You like MQTs? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't like that either. What would what? you have preferred oh, then? What would you have gone with? The leftovers. The leftovers. <laughs> you want to eat them? <laughs> <laughs> My God. What's happening? Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> wow. I'm going to read out some more for you. Brad has simply written, thank you for the ad. So we've got a new member. His name's Brad. Oh, great. Brad. Sweet. Thank hey, you. So he's been added to our Facebook wall. And of course, all of the jokes, all of the mm-hmm. camaraderie, all of the gifts, all of the stories, all of the cartoons are on there. Do you know how many? We get 50 to 60 posts a day. Yeah. If I miss a day, I then got to go through like 100 posts. Yeah, you have to get on top wow. of that. I'm on it. I'm working my way through. Lisa yeah. is a good friend mm-hmm. and Patreon supporter mm-hmm. of the yeah. show in Minnesota. She said, archives make it easier for me to get through the week. Oh, Lisa. Lynn, again, another great Patreon supporter, yeah. is in Wisconsin. She's posted, thank you for all you do, Adrian Aww. Lee. Awesome. Hey, thank Lynn. you, Lynn. Very kind of her. I appreciate that. Robin, our good friend and supporter <gasps> in Massachusetts. Hello, Robin. Love you, Robin. She says, I binge listen to. That's a super show. There we yeah. go. Robert nice. has written, when Adrian makes that whooshing sound, does that represent jokes going over people's heads? Or the silence of people not laughing because they get jokes but thought they were merely droll. It's got to be the second one. No, it's me taking a drink. It's (laughs) the sound of me cracking a joke Mm -hmm. and then just no one laughing. Mm -hmm. People get Mm -hmm. it. They just don't think it's funny. I almost need you to do the sound of a bell distantly going bong. Or crickets chirping. Well, you do the crickets. (laughs) Michelle does the bell. I will tell a joke. I met a guy this week. And he told me he had five willies. And I said, wow, you've got five willies. That's incredible. How'd you get your pants on? And he says, they fit like a glove. (laughs) See, but I like that one. I I, I must rack your wind thing all the time. (laughs) But the jokes normally have the wishing sound after them, Robert, because people just don't find them funny. (laughs) Apparently, I picked a winner. I picked the one joke. 
that Chad thought was funny. But Robert's listening, of course, at 10 p.m. Central Time on a Friday night. That's when we go out. We have 100,000 listeners in 190 countries from all over the world. And I just want to mention we have Patreon supporters. Our show costs money. All of the platforms I read out cost us money. We have studio costs. So if you wish to support the show for a single dollar, you get quite a lot for your dollar. You get to listen to the show first after it's been aired on Dark Matter. You get video footage. We're waving now to the Hola. camera that we have in the studio. So if you wish to see us in the studio, you can pay your dollar and see that. What other things do you get for your dollar on Patreon On if you search for MQTA Radio? Well, you get unaired episodes. You also get extremely early release full episodes. So if you didn't get a chance to catch them on Dark Matter Digital Network... You can pop on over to Patreon and listen to them relatively right away and at least three or four weeks earlier than everyone else. You also get radio plays and you get the video. You get the video and you get episodes that have never been aired. So you get quite a lot for your dollar. We do really appreciate your support. If you could pay a dollar to keep this show up and running. We it would be really, very, really helps. Very grateful. Now, we've received some physical mail this week. We Ooh, have. Yes. Which is very rare. I get a letter here from California, a gentleman called Marlon. So I appreciate that, Marlon. Uh, you've written me a fabulous letter. He says how fabulous the show is. He says, your MQTA show, it's a masterpiece. It's hitting home oh. runs and scoring touchdowns. And he was very impressed on Friday's episode that I mentioned that one of my all-time heroes was Ray Davis of the Kinks. Mm. And he goes on to talk about the fact that Ray Davis is a fantastic man and very arty and witty like myself. So that's very kind of oh, you, Marlon. Awesome. So we appreciate that. We're going to wave your letter in front of the uh, video camera. Much, We're going to pin much. it up in the studio. Yep. But he sent me a sticker that says California Avocado. So that's going on the back cool. of the car Ooh. or I might place it up on the shelf behind yeah. us and he's given me a cd of ray davis live in chicago to nice. Oh, awesome. nice so thank you very much for that i really appreciate that thank you for your support thank you for taking the time it's nice to get a letter isn't oh, it it's lovely. Really nobody nice. hands writes letters nice. perfect so we really really appreciate that we love people sending us things on that subject tracy in Arkansas has sent us an amazing package. Wow. So in that package, we had so many things, I can't read them all out, but there's yeah. some Pop Rocks. Can you hear them? Pop Rocks, do you remember them? What about oh, this? We got some sweet candy. Do you remember the candy that I thought was mm-hmm. banned? So when you was a kid, there you go. Michelle's this? currently <laughs> struggling to get the candy. Right. And she's got a moustache, and we got sent a moustache. We got sent some rubber lips. I'm going to put my rubber lips on, which makes it difficult for me to talk, but here we go. Oh, thank you for sending him rubber lips. Delicious. I look like Mick Jagger now. So we've got false lips, false moustaches, lots of candy. There was a big bag of candy called Whorehound. Excellent. (laughs) Old-fashioned hard candies (laughs) made with natural Whorehound herb tea. So we look forward. Made with natural. We won't say that. There were so many fabulous (laughs) things in that parcel. And I actually got some really nice presents for myself. And I'm just going to read out. A little card from Tracy, so thank you for this. It says, to my beloved MQTA team, trick or treat, happy early (laughs) Halloween. I hope you enjoy these retro and Midwestern treats. Love Tracy from Northwest Arkansas. And also in St. Pete, Florida, so she gets around. Nice. Nice. We appreciate it. We're going to put the card up in the studio and we'll be munching the candy and playing with the moustaches and plastic lips all the way through the show. I won... Joke of the Year Award this week. Did you know that? 
Where's a trophy? Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to I, have a trophy, that but performance. someone took it off me. Some of you that have listened to the show over the last five to six years will remember that about three or four years ago, halfway through season two, I told a joke. I said, I keep shouting out, cauliflower and broccoli, I think I've got florets. Yes. Well, the Fringe Festival took place in Scotland this yeah. week, which is the biggest week of comedy anywhere in the world. Every comedian who's anyone goes there for the week. And the guy that won the funniest joke of the year award this week won with that joke that I said six years ago on this radio show. Oh, my God. No so trophy So where is you. my trophy? I'd you like to know it. where my trophy it's is. It's right here. Yes, imaginary. I can see. Imaginary trophy. All my hopes and dreams dashed against the rock. If there's any listener out there that remembers me saying that, I've said that joke a couple of times, and I think I said it recently. But originally, I think that was about three or four years ago I said that joke. Yeah, so if anyone like knows what episode that was of season two, do let me know. I may complain and ask for the trophy is what might happen. Yeah. That's where we are. So I've won, I was, I won the funniest joke of the year award. Hooray! Congratulations. Hurrah. We shall invent a trophy oh. for that. <laughs> oh, that was right down my ear. What are you <laughs> doing? <laughs> wow, you got to love the Midwestern women that just spit on the floor. What's next? Jesus. I got a piece of that wax on my teeth. <laughs> We're not supposed to eat the moustache. <laughs> so why don't you flob it down your microphone? Honestly, that went right down my ear. Jeez. <laughs> Wow, she'll be swearing next and weeing in the sink. So they, so they don't taste like grape? Take, take a bite out of it, Michelle. I don't think they're meant to be edible. They're made of wax. It says 50 calories. Yeah, I can get 50 calories from eating a bicycle. I, I ate it. I can tell what's going on. Mm. Wow, you're on your own there. We now run into the round that we call Ghosts and Hauntings. And remember, we don't do orbs. Ghost of child caught on camera playing inside haunted house during the night. A home security camera has picked up what one or some have claimed is the ghost of a small boy and his pet. Footage shows a living room with a cat sitting in the middle, but at the side a misty outline enters the bottom right-hand corner. The figure appears to move backwards and forwards before disappearing out of sight as the cat nonchalantly sits on the floor. Cats do what cats do even when they're dead. The clip was uploaded to YouTube by Joel Noland, who said it was taken earlier this month. Our security camera picked up a strange visitor walking through the kitchen, he said. Some claim it's a little boy and their pet. We don't know for sure, but let us know what you think. The video has been seen thousands of times on YouTube, and it has since gone viral on Reddit and has been shared ever since yesterday. One of those... If you are playing the Bell Bunk and Snow drinking game, despite Heather saying the word bunk in the background, you are now welcome to take your first drink of the evening. One of those who saw the video on YouTube asked Joey, anyone die recently in the family, I wonder? Pretty cool, but you don't see much. It did he like just someone... say, did someone die in your family? Pretty cool. Did anyone die recently in your family, I wonder? Pretty cool, cool. dude. Pretty, Pretty cool. cool, dude. <laughs> Yeah, they're still warm. <laughs> wow. We've got a video of the funeral, too, if you want to see. There. A ghost boy and his cat, or I don't believe that. You decide, go to our Facebook site with more questions and answers with Adrian, and you'll see the video for yourself, if you wish. 
to comment on that, I would give myself my first points of the evening for being a little bit uh-huh. interesting and a little bit spooky. If you want my opinion, it looks like an insect. Yeah. But you can decide for yourself. Looks like bunk. A little boy <laughs> smells like bunk. Smells like teen bunk. Heather, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? A woman who had been shopping in New York recently returned to her truck to find a dead body in the back of it. What? Wow. Yeah. I don't remember putting that there. Free delivery. Nice. It's not delivery. It's the journal. No, it's dead. <laughs> it's the dead journal. <laughs> the woman whose name has not been disclosed undoubtedly got the fright of her life when she returned from the shops to discover that there was a corpse in the back of her truck. <laughs> wow. Somebody just it's, dumped a corpse in her truck. It was just dead lying in the back of her truck. <laughs> Wow. I wonder if it was That's a vagrant sorry. that just climbed in and didn't make it through yeah. the night. Uh, the incident. Oh, which... I know. It's like the Sherlock Holmes, isn't it, where the train, they put the body on top of the train that goes past the window. Is that a Sherlock Holmes story? Uh, yeah, I think it might be. Uh... They find a body on the top of the train, but it was thrown out of a window. I wonder if oh, the yeah, car, yeah. the truck was parked at the stoplights and someone lobbed a body out the window. God. The incident, which occurred in Newfane, Niagara County, has prompted a police investigation. No wonder. The woman did not recognize the dead man because he was dead. And it is unclear if he had been dumped there, like tossed aside by someone else, or if he had climbed in the truck on his own and then just decided, eh, it's enough of this world. Give it done. Done. <laughs> Had I'm enough. Spend the last moments don't, of my life in the back of a Silverado. Don't, don't want to go home to my wife. <laughs> yeah. Or my cat. Or my anything. frog licking days are over. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. I've not won done. a boxing match. Lost my slipper. There. Never make it to Mars. Yeah. <laughs> What's the point of carrying on? The deceased man has been described as possibly Hispanic. Maybe. Could be. We don't know. Mm. Around five foot eight and forty to fifty years old, somewhere around there. We're gonna have to count his rings. He was wearing <laughs> jeans and a light colored shirt, in case you were wondering. The Niagara Sheriff's Office has since sent the body for a post mortem examination. And I'd almost have to say that this probably isn't the most interesting thing that's ever happened at Walmart. I'm sure worse things have happened. <laughs> Just the one, Colts. Just the one. Just the one. Oh, come on, man. It's not even worth ringing the police for. Nah. It's just the one. That's outrageous. I should give you some points. That's your first points of oh, the evening, Miss Morris, for making us laugh. The owners of a former cinema that has been converted into a spooky museum have made a spine-chilling discovery. Haunted museum owners Marie and Steve Wesson discovered a metal door concealed under a layer of plasterboard after they bought the old Mapley Picture House in Nottingham. For almost a year, they left the door sealed, fearful of what they might find inside. Yeah, whatever. I would have been in there for a second. That's right. The dust wouldn't have settled in. Your butt would have been in there with your little... Grabby hands. Grabby fingers. (laughs) Pulling at the door. But this week they finally plucked up the courage to see what was behind the door. Marie says they found a pentagram symbol marked out on the floor in charcoal, a number of burnout candles, and weirdest of all, a child's teddy bear. I couldn't believe what I was seeing, said Marie. 
That's my living room. We apparently <laughs> they found a door to That's Heather's true. living room. <laughs> Surely the most bizarre aspect of that sentence is the word "living." Yeah. We're, par- we're paranormal investigators, not Satanists, so we are going to just get on with it and find out as much as we can. Marie says that the museum team... By the way, it's a good advert for her museum. They found a secret room with a pentagram in it, isn't it? Oh, yeah. sure. That helps yeah. their museum of paranormal enormously, mm. doesn't it? Marie says that the museum team had sent supernatural warnings not to open the door. During investigations, we've had voice recordings of someone saying, don't open the door, don't open the door, <laughs> with a sinister <laughs> laugh. Just like that, in actual fact. Mm-hmm. That's almost a carbon copy of what they heard, Michelle. Mm. Marie says that the warnings put her off, cracking open the secret chamber for quite a while. And now that it has been unsealed, it has been causing a few problems. Since we've opened it, a few have complained about having headaches. My daughter, who never gets headaches, got a really bad pressure behind her eyes. Of course, this is what Satanists do. They cause headaches. Mild, mild headaches yeah, in small children. Yeah, whatever. Yep, yeah, you're summoning the dark forces to give people mild irritations in the brains department. Yeah, they gave me <laughs> hay fever one time. Yeah, allergies. Yeah, I got a, I got an allergy. Grass allergies. Yep. This I stubbed my toe and blamed it on a Baptist. Wow. <laughs> true. That's true. If a ninja stubs their toe, is that a ninjury? Oh. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Satanic paranormal headache, or for Christ's sake, you decide. <laughs> Go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? Oh, a grave robbing brown bear has been shot dead after it dug up the corpse of a recently buried man. Nice. Wow. He was Something hungry. for dinner. Hungry. Hungry like hey, the bear. Hey, bubble. It's a beauty basket. Gee, okay. Wow. That turned quickly. I don't remember the episode of Yogi Bear where he ate a body. The bear was Ranger probably... Ranger Rick. The... Yeah. Has anyone seen Ranger Rick this week? He's called in sick. This is Ranger Rick. I can't come in this week. I've got allergies. Imagine having a bear allergy. The bear only put it in the back of a pickup truck as well. Yeah. Yeah, he lost it. Wow. The hungry female bear dug through the soil and even the coffin to drag the remains out before eating them, it is reported. Wow. This shocking incident took place in the Russian Far East. Regional Animal Protection Chief Yuri Kolpak said the bear was enticed to the graveyard by food that is traditionally left by mourners. But there are also concerns that gravediggers are to blame for flouting rules on the depth of burial plots. I thought there was laws about how deep you had to bury a body. This right, is Russia. Flouters. Oh, it doesn't matter, does yeah. it? They're they just throwing them to the yeah. vultures. I get you. Yeah, there is no laws. No. This isn't Vietnam. There's rules. <laughs> <laughs> a special license was issued to kill the bear amid fears she could dig up more corpses and even attack mourners. She was shot dead when she returned to the graveyard, but no trace of the remains of the man have been located. Yikes. Mm. Well, that's not good news. Wow, I shall give bad you points. Bad news for bears. That's bad news for bears. <laughs> All round. That guy's going to haunt that bear. That bear's going to be sitting in his cave, hibernating, putting some rings on his bones if anyone wants to count him later in life. Minding his own <laughs> business, and the dead person he ate, that person's repeating on me. Just coming back, I can feel it repeating on me. That person's going to haunt that bear. If I get eaten by a bear, I'm going to come back and haunt that bear. I'm going to be flicking its ear in the middle of the night. 
He's okay. going to be hibernating. His life's going to be miserable. What if the bear just sleeps through it? I'll make sure the bear doesn't sleep through it. I'll be, <laughs> I'll I'll be sure. flicking it in quite badly. Yes, I've got a gong. My yeah. mother, this is a bear snoring yeah. away in the cave. Yeah. And I'll bang a gong next to its head. Yeah, Martin's gong. And as if by magic. <laughs> Wake up, bear. You ate me. That's not good news for anybody. I should give you points, Michelle. You're now up to a rather resplendent six. A paranormal investigator has bought the haunted 18th century home that inspired the 2000 supernatural horror film The Conjuring. Ooh. Corey Heinzen and his wife Jennifer bought the Rhode Island farmhouse on June 21st, 283 years after it was built by the Perrons family. The creepy home was made famous by the real-life paranormal investigation team of Ed and Elizabeth Warren, who claimed the house was being haunted by spirits. You see what I did there? Yes, I did, yes, Elizabeth no. Warren. <laughs> While in the military, NBC10 News reports that Corey experienced supernatural activity that caused him to study paranormal instances full-time. Whilst participating in a battle study with 50 other service people in Virginia, what sounded like firearms went off during the night around 2 a.m. He said we were woken up by gunfire, cannon fire, screaming and stuff like that. But there was nobody around. That's post-traumatic stress disorder. Although many acknowledged the incident, none were able to explain it. Corey's been a paranormal investigator ever since. And when the parents' farmhouse went on sale, he moved right in. While his wife and teenage son packed up their home in Maine, Corey lived in the eerie home by himself and experienced firsthand the otherworldly happenings in the home. Activity included a black mist moving around from one room to the next, footsteps, unidentifiable voices, knocks, and even flashes of random light. Many of the incidents, he said, can't be explained. When someone takes a painting that's on the wall and not only knocks it down, but it actually knocks it down at an angle, then it lands on something. And then it's upright again. It's really difficult to debunk, Corey said. Are we saying this story's bunk? Bunk! If you're playing the Bell Bunk and Snort drinking game, you can now take a shot. Those are the things that happen on a day-to-day -day basis around here. Brilliant ghostly cannons and fun. Or that's just a gun. You decide... <laughs> Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Heather, you have the last story of the evening. What can you squeeze in for me in the remaining moments? I'm drinking from my common go cup. Oh. Yes. This is also true. <laughs> Tracy got us some plastic cups yeah. in our package from the gas station come and go. Yeah. Came and went. Different from the go and come. Very. Yes, there's a big difference there. Yes. May I squeeze one more in? Quickly. Please. Go on. I'll give you some points for this. Okay. A man in China. There was a young man from China. Couldn't be finer. Perfect. Recently ended up in the hospital after an evening. This is a PSA, by the way, public service announcement. Oh, God. After an evening of belting out songs caused his lung to collapse. Well, that's not good news. He sang so much. <laughs> la, 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 la. What's worse than one lung collapsing? <laughs> For most of us, the ordeal of singing pop songs in front of an audience is punishment enough. But for one man in China recently, singing karaoke or karaoke or, well, just singing, almost had fatal consequences. The 65-year-old, who has been identified only as Wang... The 65-year-old Wang. Chung. Wang Chung. Tonight... <laughs> Do you know what Wang Everybody Chang actually is? 
Wang Chang is the name given to the note on the bell that you ring outside a Buddhist temple, and it's the note oh. that goes through the whole of life and reverberates through everything. Is called so Wang Chang. So he was and named. Everybody's supposed to do that tonight. Perfect. We can all do that tonight. We can dance <sighs> as well if we want to. Yeah. Dance all days. <laughs> I'll leave my friends behind. Take your bear by the ear. <laughs> Well, he sang at such an intensity and for so long that he started to experience difficulty breathing as well as pains in his chest. When he visited a hospital the next day, doctors discovered that his lung had literally, literally collapsed. The next uh, day. The next day, because he was still having problems with his breathing. <laughs> Look, you don't go that night, though. No, no, I thought I'd sleep it off. Yeah. No. It's a collapsed lung. I'll be fine in the morning. Yeah, yeah he's all been the time. drinking. He's been on the rice wine. He's been on the <laughs> well, sake is what's happened there. Uh, because of a high lung oh, pressure caused <laughs> my singing to cause my lung, it collapsed like this. What song do you think he was singing that could have collapsed the lung? Oh, a turning Japanese. Oh, <laughs> I really think so. He needs the vapors. <laughs> the condition, which is known as, oh, damn it, pneumothorax, happens when air is rerouted into an area between the lung and the chest wall, putting pressure on the lung and causing it to collapse because he was just so enthused with that song. It is believed, however, that Wang must have had a pre-existing condition beforehand. He didn't know about this whole... He didn't know his lungs were faulting before he decided to belt out oh, a few tunes. Yeah, typically. Take my breath away. A, cor- a, corrupt, <laughs> a corrupt wrong. A corrupt... A corrupt what? Wrong. A corrupt wrong. Requires some corrupt. degree of architectural... Abnormality within the rung. A corrupt rung. <laughs> I'm not using that ladder. <laughs> An absolutely, totally, <laughs> totally normal rung <laughs> usually doesn't suffer spontaneous. Oh damn it! Oh here we go. <laughs> Pneumothorax. You chose a, you chose a story with medical Latin terms and Chinese in it. Was That's that wise at the end of the show after your drinking? In the absence of a trauma. Oh, good God. To the wrong. Wow. <laughs> so don't sing karaoke. I shall bear that in mind. You leave this show with more. Then you arrive with, we now enter the round that we call Not For Your Mother, which means you've come to find us on one of our platforms. So thank you for being tech savvy. Thank you for making the effort to come and find us. Why not cut and paste the link that you're currently listening to and share it with the whole wide world on your social media. Tell everybody you're listening to the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world. If you can spread the love, if you can spread the word, if you can tell your friends and family, if you can invite people onto our Facebook site. We would be very, very grateful. Chad was worried that we've just put a corpse in the back of his car. So he's gone into the car park to look. I've done it before. Miss Morris has taken his place. We've done musical chairs. Yes. We now have the beautiful Miss Morris sat around the table with us and not hiding in the corner like a little naughty schoolgirl. No one puts Heather in the corner. No one puts Heather in the corner. If you're wondering what all those strange and bizarre sounds are, Tracy, our good listener from Arkansas, has given us some candy. And one of those, I thought these were banned. In Britain, I think they're banned. 
but they're cigarette sweet candy. Do you remember those as a kid? Because as a six-year-old, you'd walk around pretending, you know, that you have an entire future of emphysema and lung cancer ahead of you. As a 20-year-old, you eat them too. So if you can hear some cracking sounds in the background, that's not Miss Morris cracking her knuckles ready for a fight. She's eating sweet candy in the shape of cigarettes. Do you remember those? You can smoke real cigarettes now. You don't have to pretend, ladies. So yeah. I'll share that with you. Smoking. What could possibly be noisier on the radio? I'm surprised <laughs> you haven't got a bag of chips out. <laughs> Some pop rocks would probably be oh, the one. Oh, no. we're pop not rock. doing pop rocks on the radio. Damn. But oh. we are in the round and not for your mother, which means if your mother is in the room and of a nervous disposition, if she's easily offended, she needs to be removed. She can join Chad in the car out. park. Sitting currently in his car, waiting for a corpse to be thrown in the back of it. Mm. If you have young minors in the room, you may want to remove them. This is the round that we cannot read out on air Mm-mm. for fear of being removed or getting a hefty fine. But on our platforms on the internet, we can do whatever we wish. So buckle in and hold on tight to make sure you've got your helmet on. <laughs> <laughs> right. A Reddit user shared a photo of a bride's wedding dress. And it did not go down well. In the photo, it shows a blonde woman wearing the simple white gown with a brown ribbon on the back. People couldn't help but notice the unfortunate positioning of the ribbon, which was on the anonymous bride's bottom. Posting on Reddit, user Luprand wrote, What every bride wants, a brown ribbon streaming out of their arse. Joking on the open forum, one said it's pretty difficult to go to the bathroom in a wedding dress. She's just covering her bases. Another commented the entire dress is just poorly executed while a further user of Reddit has posted crappy design. Literally, if you wish to have a look at the bride. I saw it. It looks like she's got streams of diarrhea coming no, out of her stop bottom. stop it. I did not think it was that bad. Surely the bow shouldn't be on your ass like the... I Tail. think that dress was meant for women that had an apple bottom. Oh. And rather than an apple bottom. And she did not have an apple bottom. I'm thinking that unlike the Playboy bunny that has the little towel sat right on the arse, the ribbon is supposed to sit in the nape of your back yes. right at the back there. It's not Where supposed your to be tramp stamp goes. That's yes. exactly right. Not streaming out of your ass <laughs> like an exploding <laughs> diarrhea. If you wish to see the exploding it's diarrhea coming out of the wedding dress, you're more than welcome oh, to do so. Oh, it's not that bad. Shut it. Here comes the bride or just run and hide. You decide. <laughs> That's available right now on our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Let's get into the naughtiness, Michelle. What have you got Ooh. for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? Well, if your sex toys just weren't as exciting anymore, you can spice things up with some kinky gear which changes color the hornier you get. Ooh, like hyper-color t-shirts. So that's a mood dildo. Yes. What if it goes black? Ask Heather. Wow. What if it goes black? They're all black. You'd prefer Mine are all black. <laughs> of course they are. <laughs> How do you see them at night? It doesn't matter. I feel. It's all about the feeling. Mood <laughs> dildos. Well, you might change your mind now. Is there a so. list? Like, what does yellow mean? Does it mean uh, yellow? I'm faking Mellow. It. Yellow mellow. mellow. <laughs> wow. Green mean. Blue, thinking of you. Purple nurple. <laughs> Red, you're dead. <laughs> It's great. Blue, blue. Wow. Green, oh. it's in between. Oh. 
Nice. Black. Brown. Don't do brown. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Black. I'm up to the sack. <laughs> terrible. There you go. There's your mood dildo sorted out. All right. Love Honey is selling some kit which turns a shade different according to your body temperature. So as things start heating up in the bedroom, your accessories will reflect that. Nice. You've yeah. got matching accessories. I want a glow mood dildo. You want a glow we can mood do that. We dildo. Can do that. Now you see it, now you don't. Yeah. Now you like see it, now you don't. Glow worm. Like a glow worm. Yeah, I want it in my Christmas stocking. I'm sure listeners out there all around the world are currently posting things to you. Yes. I can't wait to open that package. I certainly wouldn't use anything a listener sent me. (laughs) I don't mind, you know, getting nice gifts, but no internal use, you know what I'm saying? You say that now. I say that now. I've been wearing a (laughs) pair of rubber lips all all show, sent to me from Arkansas, but they were in a packet. They were were sealed. I may not say that after my come and go drink. Mm. There you go. You're knocking back the juice tonight, aren't you, sweetheart? Came and went. Love it. (laughs) That's a nice healthy glow you've given yourself there and a glassy look in the eye. Beautiful. Yes. Dildos, butt plugs. (laughs) Yeah. Excellent. Things you never thought you'd read out on the radio. Nipple suckers. Nipple And cock rings. Yay. Yay. An old Arab strap. <laughs> Good old cock ring. <laughs> Good old cock ring. Cock ring. Are available in a range of funky shades, and they turn pink, mm-hmm. green. Pink and green. Mean green. Purple. Nurple. As you get stuck into some action. Stuck's not a word you want to use no. when you're using a butt plug, no. is it really? That's not Uh-oh. a word that wants to come into that sentence. Or cockering. No. In fact, any of those <laughs> things stuck would be a problem, wouldn't they, I would suggest? Yeah. <laughs> All the scenarios that went through your brains. I'm a I'm, They're oh. still going. Yeah. It was a thought bubble. literally yeah. came out of your head. I could see a whole scenario playing out yeah. in front of me. Remarkable. The toys have been made with new technology, which responds to changes in body temperature. So if your partner is good in bed, they'll change color faster. I wonder if there's room for manoeuvre. This isn't an exact science. You know, I had a mood watch once, and I put it on, and it went black, and it never moved off that colour the entire time I had it on. Yeah, other people would wear it, and you'd get all the range of colours. So I'm wondering if you might be fantastic in the bedroom, and this isn't an exact science. So if the colour then dictates that, that could be really off-putting, couldn't it? You could be trying your heart out. You'd be giving it 100%. You could be really, you know, putting your back into it. And yet you can't get beyond yellow. Do you see what I'm saying? I just think there's room for disappointment where disappointment may not necessarily be there. That's true. That would be my fear. I wouldn't want to be judged on the colour I'm making your butt plug. That's all I'm saying. I'm just (laughs) putting that out there. I'd want to be judged on the performance rather than the the jacket, the cover. You don't judge a book by its cover, do you? How are these things supposed to be used in conjunction with the physical arts in lieu of the physical arts? Well, I think all options are available to us at this point, aren't they? I mean, are you having relations with yourself and you're gauging yourself on how good you're doing? Or are you gauging your partner on how good they're doing? I think the person, I think it's... The receiving. Yeah, like to... The toy, the picture, the 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 catcher, not the pitcher. Well, what does a butt plug do? Well, hang on, I'll show you. (laughs) 
What have we got it on the plugs. table? I've got my it glasses plugs. case. Is that it a plugs. pitcher or catcher situation? I'm no expert in this field. <laughs> you would be the catcher And I'm choosing my words carefully. The plug. I okay. was thinking, what's a butt plug do? Does it, it make plugs. other it makes other things tighter? No. I'm it sure. plugs. It plugs. I understand that, but by it, default, it seals the opening. There's two openings. They're quite close together. If one opening is sealed, it makes the other one tighter, doesn't it? No. It doesn't. Wow. No. I think you're fine. It, it doesn't. Okay. How are you telling me how I feel about my butt plug? Does it have a tail? It can. It can do, yeah. It can have a light on the end of it. No, in furry communities, butt plugs come with tails. Yeah. That is true. Just saying. Yes, but no frogs, apparently. Piss off. (laughs) Great. Frogs have tails. Somebody hit me up. You know it's true. A frog with a tail is a noose. I have a fucking tail. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) You're not wrong there, monkey boy. (laughs) Look at that, Heather Simeon Morris. <laughs> She's got a towel. It's like a nubbins that moves around. I've seen her climb trees with it. You should see what happens. Do you want to see my coccyx? I'm happy to get them out. Do you want to see me coccyx? See what happens when I'm happy to see you. Yeah, I'm leaving my coccyx in my pants, mate. I think it's so their partner can judge how turned on you are. What? Yes, that's the key. Yes, it's so, for the it's for the right, observer to judge. Is she done yet? It's like a turkey yeah. it's thermometer. A, it's a turkey <laughs> thermometer. Oh, done. <laughs> Ding. This Look, one's ready. I think you'll Next. find her breastly basting. <laughs> oh, Do you want yeah. stuffing? <laughs> Can you imagine a butt a plug thermometer. with a, one of those pop out <laughs> thermometers? Done. It's ready. She's ready to <laughs> <It's> go. <right. laughs> She Time just, to eat. <laughs> Patent it. It was my idea. <laughs> You're going with the butt plug turkey thermometer, are you? <laughs> Happy days. To the best of my knowledge, no one's got salmonella. Patent it because somebody will come up with that. You know it. For Thanksgiving. <sighs> Fun for all the family. Nice. There Is there much more to go with this? Not really. It's Love Honey product director Bonnie Hall said we wanted to create a range that was a red hot with our customers and we have done that literally wow there you go sex toys every color of the rectum great <laughs> naked attraction viewers were shocked last night naked attraction is like blind date it's a it's a dating show oh, naked gross. attraction viewers i think they're naked though that's the key you're 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 doing a blind date scenario so it basically says what it is on the box. I but think that's 100% correct. I've never seen the show, but this is what I'm led to believe from mm. the information I have in front of me. Naked Attraction viewers were shocked last night when a contestant showed off her intimate Batman tattoo and called her private a Batcave. Kinky Stephanie, 30 from Peterborough, was full of confidence as she set out to find a man based on his naked body. But her cheeky comment in the final round what really got fans of the show talking as she referenced the superhero's famous hideout when talking about her nether regions. Hold on, hold on. I think we may in the past have done a story on Naked Attraction. And I think, isn't it where they like go up 
Yes. Like they, you don't they see do the, the face, legs. I don't think. Right, right, right. <gasps> I've so, seen this. I've actually seen it. Yeah. So so they do like the feet yep. and then the knees and then they gradually go up and then to the bum. Yeah, and then she must have done the Trust me, sweetheart, they'd only have Batman. to go up to the knees and I'd be picked. Because that's where your balls hang. Wow. <laughs> the answer, my friend, is blowing in the wind. Your chewing gum's out. What we chicken skins done? Who let that goat in here? Are you what? done? Wow. Are you done? Any more? Wow. You started it. No, I didn't. Yes, you I'll did. finish it. <laughs> As Stephanie met the two men she had to choose between to go on a date, presenter Anna Williamson asked, What about the vagina? Vaginas. What is that? One of the boys said. She replied, It's my bat cave. Before bursting out laughing. And one of the dating hopefuls quickly chipped in, I'm looking to come face to face with the dark night. First class, which went down very well. It bagged him a date. Wow. She had... You behind you, Miss Morris. If you go to our Patreon yeah, site, I love it. And on our cameras, if you go to Patreon and pay a dollar, you will see the studio. We have a giant Batman uh, enamel sign behind your head at the moment. Yep. So imagine the Bat logo tattooed on her, just above her, on the where the landing strip would be. On her Quasimodo. There oh. you go. That's where it is. That's a bizarre thing. Imagine you're getting to the point of the evening, you know, where you're starting to do some heavy petting and uh, having a bit of a grapple before you know where you are. You're staring at the Batman logo because it was down there. I mean, it was no messing around. If she's wearing underwear, you're not I've seeing it. I've seen it. It was a terrible it's tattoo. It's a shocking tattoo. Oh. The line work and the blowouts are wow. terrible. I'm sure there's been a lot of blowouts Blow down out. there. This is all I'm suggesting. Oh, it was smeared. Sexy Batcave. <laughs> Or some people just can't be saved. You decide if you wish to see the terrible tattoo on the lady's nether regions, if it's not been taken off Facebook already by the time uh, this goes to air, terrible. you're welcome to go to Facebook and terrible. search. For more questions and answers with Adrian Ian, you will see the tattoo for yourself in glorious faded blowout mm. bad line technicolor. Blowout. Miss Corrie, you have another story for me tonight in the round of Not I For Your Mother. Do. There are lots of museums in the world, over 55,000 of them. Wow, that's a lot of museums. Yeah. I went to the Pencil Museum in Cumbria. That was a good night out. You went to the Spam Museum. That's I in Austin. Did. That's not that far from here. For my birthday. Lucky you. Happy God. birthday. Spam all round. Yeah. Right before you started boxing. Yeah, kickboxing. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Me and Ronda Rousey used to be tight. <laughs> and then I did my cornrows. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. I wouldn't be dissing the woman. She'll take you out. Don't worry about that, guys. I saw yeah. her last fight. It was terrible. terrible. Go on. She did get her ass handed to her, but mm. up until that point, she was doing quite well. And for every run-of-the-mill history or art museum, there are plenty of museums that cover hyper-specific subjects. India has a museum devoted entirely to toilets. Lovely. Yes, Turkey has a museum that features locks of hair from over 16,000 women. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I did some serial killers that have that kind of collection going on. Sure. And not the Good. hair on your head either, I might add. Nope. Dr. Good Christie had a Lord. nice little uh, tobacco box full of uh, downstairs hair, I might. 
downstairs here <laughs> is where we are. I went to, there's a uh, sandpaper museum at the 3M factory in it Minneapolis. Was. It was rough. Yeah. <laughs> Watch it. That's next year's winner. Oh, there you go. There you are. Your next birthday is a sandpaper museum, <laughs> sweetheart. <laughs> They've got postcards like little squares of sandpaper. It's great. Yeah. Good Lord. That's glass paper in this country, isn't it? Do you call it sandpaper? Sandpaper. Sandpaper. What's glass paper then? No idea. Let's what play What's My Paper. <laughs> didn't you use it? Didn't what's you My Paper? <laughs> Didn't you originally call it like grit paper? No, in Britain it's sandpaper. Well then, don't it's know sand it. glued to paper. It's not rocket science, is it? Duh. <laughs> <laughs> Having said that, a hot dog's not exactly a hot dog, is it? No. Wow, there's no need for that kind of rudeness. <laughs> That's just mean and nasty. Why didn't you go sit back in the corner? Ooh. I preferred it when you were over there. I've had nothing but abuse since you sat your ass down at this table. I've been compared to a goat in the nether regions. And I've seen some goats. That's not the end of the world. I've been sworn at. I've been given the Vs. Billy Goat's rough. Uh, Billy Goat's muff. (laughs) They don't really have to get up to my knees and I get pegged. You know it, sweetheart. There's a story in here dying to get out. And, of course, there's Iceland's. Paleological Museum, which displays penises from over 280 different animals, including humans. There is a human one in there. That is yes. true. There's a sex Somebody museum. put their organ in there? They did, in the bell jar. That's true enough. No. Sure. Yeah, bell end jar. Yep. You've been to Amsterdam. You lived in Amsterdam. Yep. There's a sex museum, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is it in a Petri dish? No, no it's quite it's a big museum. Quite a jar. <laughs> yes, it's a huge bell jar. No, for for the humanoid. Yes. It's a reasonable size. Uh, I mean, yeah. What are we talking here? Well, it's it, not a spaghetti container, if no, that's where we're going. I no. was looking at They're spaghetti. They're not distilling whiskey. Yeah. Oh. It's, got, it's got enough room to float around. Yeah, it isn't, it's like a snow globe. I yeah. mean, you shake yeah. it and the snow comes out. It gets bigger. That's right. Like dust. 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 Anyone? Dust. Anyone? Dust. dust. We've all got Tourette. You're all mad. The lot of you, you're mentally ill. Come to our tea party. Yes. <laughs> nice. And yet, with all those ultra niche museums, there's currently not one devoted to the genitalia belonging to 51.9% of the world's population. But later this year, that could change. That's right. Soon may we may well have the first museum devoted to the vagina. Why? The Vagina Museum. Yeah. I don't want to. I wonder Why? how much you have to pay to get in. I don't want to. You don't, don't want to go to the Fanny Museum? Why? I would. Just go to Arby's. Get a t-shirt. Oh, for the <laughs> love. <laughs> They've got the meats. That's disgusting. What's wrong with you? Why don't you go sit back in the corner? Now I remember why you don't come out. I miss these days. I don't. Even though we're on the internet, I still think we can be closed down. We've covered quite a lot of ground in the last ten minutes. And I'm not done. I understand that. Hardy's has the monster roast beef for $2.99. Great. I can give you a plant whopper. I've got the impossible whopper. (laughs) What does the French have a word for that? <laughs> How about you read your story out and I can go to the bar and leave you all Get here in your own mind stew of depravity. I don't want a roast beef 
What do you want? What do you want? And then, and then, and then, no more, and then, there's no more, and then, and then. <laughs> wow. In November of 2019, the museum will open in a 4,354 square foot space in a lot of Camden Market. Oh my, yes, yeah, in East London. London. I know it very well. Fabulous places, Camden. Uh, no. The museum's founders need 300,000 pounds to make that happen. They're, I bet. They're currently just at 15,000. So they're just no. looking into it at the moment. Yes. So oh, if you'd no. like to pitch in, you can head on over to their crowdfunding page. I won't be pitching anything. Yeah. Florence Schleiter the, is one of the museum's founders, and she's a science YouTuber. She came up with the idea for a, a vagina museum while researching a video on the strangest vaginas in the animal kingdom. Okay. Yes. That was really? an afternoon lost. Yeah. Really? After when I was doing my work on quantum physics for my latest book, yes. I lost an entire afternoon once by typing in giant black holes. Oh, I know. No, go yeah. on, Michelle. What did you do with your DVR? <laughs> <laughs> After already producing... No, no. Of what? What What was it? I, she said... I. I videoed um, supermassive black holes. So you did the same, did you? <laughs> I did, and like it would come up when I had people over. It's like you watch a movie or whatever. It's like supermassive black holes. I'm like, it's not what you think. Yes, I'm, I'm doing a PhD in quantum Carl theory. Sagan sanctioned. The interesting thing is that Stephen Hawkins, before he died, came up with a theory yes. about black holes having hair. Yeah. Yeah, so hairy, super hairy black like holes old, is not the way to... Super hairy black holes. It's, it's, oh. I, I, know. I honestly just remember the day that you came over to the studio and you said, yeah. you didn't even walk in. And you said, you guys, never put super massive black holes as a search on your TV. <laughs> Ever. Ever. <laughs> There's stuff you just can't unsee. No. Don't do it. Look at the event horizon on that. Yeah, Unbelievable. Just, it's another PSA. Just wait for it to come on the Discovery <laughs> Channel. <laughs> God. So, always good advice on this I? show. Who knows? We're always getting good advice. People yeah. always leave with yeah. more than they arrive yeah. with. All right. Um, the primary purpose of the Vagina Museum will be to educate the public, the gynecological anatomy is part of the body just like any other body part and yet it is shrouded in stigma and shame and shame fur. and fur this is an awful state of affairs and it is part of the human body it should be celebrated this is what brings i'm happy to celebrate it <laughs> this is what brings life into the world and is a central part of many people's lives <laughs> well i know it is for mine yes I used to be a gynecologist, but I'm retired oh, now. Oh, no, 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 no. But I still like to keep my oh, hand in. Oh, there we go. Second possible joke winner. My mum went to see a gynecologist and got oh. a thumbs up. <laughs> oh, I'm here all week. Come and go drink. And the museum definitely has its work cut out for it. According to the Eve Appeal, a gynecological... Can I say that word? <laughs> no. That? No, Thank don't. You. No. Uh, re research charity said 65% of 16 to 25-year-olds say they have a problem using the word vagina. Uh -huh. Why? I don't understand why. 
A JJ? Call a penis a penis Gina. and a Geneva a Geneva. Jenny. 48% of women said they feared intimate examinations, while 44% are too embarrassed to talk about sexual health issues with their GP, which isn't great. So, go to the Vagina Museum. Have some fun. Camden's a great place. There's a fantastic market. There's a really good vibe. It's Is there very a good meat market? Uh, <laughs> Arby's. Belgo's, the Belgian restaurant's in Camden. My favourite restaurant in the whole of London is in Camden. A Belgo's. Meat. How about a meat pie? It sells mussels, if that helps. <laughs> alive, alive, oh. So when you was a little girl, yeah. what did you? What did your mother, what did you call your nether regions? What was the name I you gave I didn't talk it? to my mom. She was terrible. I hate so her. You, all right, don't answer the question. Michelle, <laughs> what, what did you call your... I mean, I'll give you an idea that my sister, when she was little... It got called a ninny in our household. My grandma called breast ninnies. Okay. Well, we're in a different place there, aren't we? I Lots think of room for fanny. confusion. A fanny. Yeah. So that's very English. Yeah. Because in Britain, a fanny is your front bottom, right? It's not your, your back bottom. But my grandma was a Putnam, so she... I nearly died when I came into this country, and it was cold in Minnesota, and the guy said, come in and warm your fanny by the fire, and I'm thinking, well, this is a friendly country. Yes. Unbelievable. Yeah. Everybody out there, public service announcement number three, don't call them fanny packs. No. Did you call what no. else? A nunu? Did you call it a nunu? A monkey. A monkey? Never heard that before. So you never had a name for your downstairs areas when you were a little girl? Mm, split the difference. Lovely. Okay, well, that's ruined <laughs> that go, isn't it? <laughs> Do you know when you drill a hole in a window to stop the crack from spreading? That's what your belly button's for. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't do your own wind sounds. Wow. Um, it's actually quite important for kids if you actually call it by its proper term. So, you you know, even with kids, you call it a vagina and a penis. Because if anything untoward happens and they're in court, for example, there's no room for maneuver that they're using the proper words. Does that make sense? Sorry, I've just dragged everything down, but that was my Why? thoughts on that. Why would you bring logic into this conversation. Uh, I, because you're both drunk and I'm clean sober, maybe? I don't know. They're going to sell Vagicinos. Oh, right. Perfect. What's that, a sandwich? <laughs> Vagicinos. Oh, drinks. Cappuccinos. Oh, I and see what you've done there. Roasted beef. Vulva Vagi cupcakes. Vulva cupcakes. Yeah. That sounds like a stripper name. I'm going to do drag and I'm going to call myself Vulva I cupcakes. I want a Vulvacano. Well, I'm sure oh, before the end of the evening, that can be arranged. Miss Morris, yeah. you have the final story of the evening in the round that we call Not Are Be Your Mother. Are you excited? Are you holding your beats? We've covered yes. a lot of ground today. Yes. I feel like we've covered a lot without Chad being here. Where's my cigarette? Dio Antoine mine, dear. I want the story and this show to end. I want Wait, to go to the bar. I got a cigarette. This makes great radio, so doesn't it? Nice You're currently cigarette. eating sweet candy cigarettes. Well, hold your bits, Mr. Lee. Authorities say a Florida man has been charged with performing a castration on, on another man he met on a eunuch fetish website. Eunuch fetish. You can only do that once, to be fair, though, can't you? You can't do multiple times. You get a one-shot deal on that business. No, there's a two-shot deal. One ball. <laughs> oh, my. Two balls. I see what's happened. <laughs> The Highland County Sheriff's Office posted on social media that 74, 74, 74 
Year-old Gary Van Ryswick. I guess he's not using it so much anymore, is he? Was arrested Monday and charged with practicing medicine without a license. Apparently, in the U.S., you can't cut some guy's balls off. No, that's grievous bodily harm at that without point. Without a license. Without a license. Well, we're going, let's go to the post office and see if we can get ourselves a license. I got we? a box cutter. Nice. Dull. <laughs> nice and dull. Rusty. Mm-hmm. Wow, you're so mean to me. I'm going to have you back in the corner next week. You're not coming out again. You've embarrassed yourself. You've this embarrassed your family. You cage me You've embarrassed your friends. You've embarrassed your country. Deputies say they responded to a Sebring home last Sunday after a 911 hang up. 911, how may I help you? Done. My balls are gone. (laughs) (laughs) What is that song? My balls are in the yard. I don't know that. I've no idea. You're making your own songs up. (laughs) We're having a ban on alcohol from this point onwards. This is outrageous. (laughs) I'll put you in the corner. Van Ricewick led them to a room where they found a man with a towel over his bleeding groinage. Every major artery in my body goes through my twig and berries. You can bleed yeah. to death very quickly. So if we cut off your balls, I'll be if in we trouble. don't cauterize, I'd be I'd bleed out in about three really? or four minutes. Absolutely. So the, if we just went, one of the main done? jobs for your berries is to regulate your heat, because every major artery goes through there. So it yeah. regulates your body heat. So there's some major things going through there that I could do with keeping. So on a hot day, if you put ice on your balls, your body would cool? Yes. It's like an elephant's ears. I don't know what that means. Well, elephants have got big ears, and when they're hot in the desert, they flap them around, and uh, it cools their body down because all the veins in their body... I thought that was just fanning, like Lady Godiva. No, that's... uh, that's, yeah. I, don't, I have no idea where we're going with this, but yes, an know. elephant's ears regulate an elephant's body heat. This is true. Something about a groin. Let's go on. Van Ricewick led them to a room where they found a man with a towel over his bleeding groin, and the victim was oh. taken to a hospital and listed, believe it or not, he did a hell of a bang-up job in stable condition. There, he knew what he'd read the books. He'd seen the, first seen the YouTube no. video. Yeah, he was on the Facebook site for the fetish groinage cutting stuff. Done his research. You know, he took the little twisty tie and he was tightening it up. Like you get on the bread. Yeah, kind of like, what is that? Uh, 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 Garden wire. Not a tourniquet. What is that thing? Garrot. A garrot. A garrot around the groin. A garrot's around your neck, but a tourniquet will stop the bleeding. Can I do a garrot around the groin? Nothing's happening with you in my groin. (laughs) Let's put that straight out there right now. A garage. One other sip of this. <laughs> Good God. Wow, that drink you gave me really made my ass sore. Shake it up. That white powder is settled yeah, on the Please. <laughs> Thank on. you. Let me get it down me. Hang on. Yep. Let's have a swig. Well, Van Ryswick told investigators he had performed a similar procedure at a local motel several years ago to another guy that he garroted his garroin. Growing. And that man had gone to the hospital without calling police. He said, oops, I lost my nuts. Lovely. <laughs> so do you want to do a police lineup? See, go lost property. 
Yeah. Go to the lost property department. What does that guy do when he goes to the hospital? My nuts fell off. I'm sorry. Go go on. What is the plus side of not having any testicles? Supposedly, if you're a eunuch, if you don't have testicles, it's supposed to deplenish your sex drive. It gives you testosterone. But the, the point is, you have to get your testicles removed before you hit puberty. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, it's too late. Oh, it's too late at that point. Yeah, otherwise your testosterone's just floating around and the nuts are ornamental. Well, it's like a dog, isn't it? I mean, a dog's just calmed down and they have less testosterone if you take their medals away. You couldn't get an erection without uh, testicles, could you? Yes. Yeah, I can, yeah. Yes, you yeah, can. I can do that. The two what do you mean, yeah, I can? Because <laughs> my nuts have been garroted, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I just know my own anatomy. I'm fully aware that you can get an erection without the berries, that's all. Oh, yeah, what was I thinking? What was you thinking? <laughs> You've been a fool. If the, if the head falls off, <laughs> then <Problem>. no. <laughs> that's shocking. Have you got any more yes. of this? Ben yes. Ryslick was being held on a $250,000 bond. And Jill. a cool subpoena. <laughs> Pina, I got it. Yeah. Jail records didn't list an attorney. So he's attorneyless. So come on, attorneys. Come help this guy who only wanted to help another guy be without balls forever and ever and castration and stuff. Well, you can't say you don't leave this show with more (laughs) than you arrive with. Unless you're castrated. Well, all good things come to an end, so let us look at tonight's scores in last place with the K2 meter and the dead battery. It is myself, which is remarkable. I only scored two points, but I'm doing the scoring. Uh-huh. I finished fourth. <laughs> I actually get a romantic dinner with a wax moustache and a pair of rubber lips. Not very tasty, but plenty <laughs> of nourishment. In third place this evening is Chad, who managed to get himself up to four. He gets a random corpse placed in the back of his vehicle at the discretion of the MQTA team, whenever we decide that would be the funniest without Chad knowing. In second place tonight is Miss Morris, who managed to claw her way up to a rather respectable five. She gets a trip to the bear enclosure at the zoo with a collection of random body parts. Bear feeding is at three o'clock if you want to come along and bring all the kids. I don't believe it. Unbelievable. (laughs) In first place tonight in a very, very low-scoring game. Michelle has won the $33,000 IR camera with six points that under any other circumstances would see her mid-table. She gets a singing lesson from a wang in China. Do not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time. And I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre and weird and you can also follow my twitter account at adrian underscore lee underscore tips and why not nip over to soundcloud right now search for mq ta radio and you can listen to an extra 25 minutes of the show and around that we call not for your mother my gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to lorna hunter heather morris tom drainer michelle corrie chad peters and all at the international paranormal society in paranormal.net and all of the show sponsors including the lakes area paranormal interest group and MUFON of minnesota it just remains for me to say thank you for listening and remember be interested and interesting good night